0: To Pop Cult X, a brand new season of Pop Cult X. My name is Danny, and along with Gabe, we're your hosts here at Pop Cold X, where we talk about all things pop culture from our Gen X point of view. Hey, Gabe, welcome back to the show, season four. Right? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you and everyone else out there as well. Happy New Year. Yeah. So, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds weird. It's like we're almost halfway through the 2020s.
1: Yeah, I know. Or I think 20, yeah. For people of our generation, I think it just sounds insane, 2024, because we imagine we'd have, like, flying cars and, and, like, be living like the Jetsons by now. <laughs> True. we haven't really received all that we were promised. but Right. What a letdown by
0: science, right?
1: Yeah. But we're alive, so, I mean, I guess we can't complain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although science did, I noticed this, I completely off topic of what we're talking about but i noticed science i say science they released like a new zodiac a monthly thing where they added two different signs oh really so yeah so scientists you know always thought astrology was like a wishy-washy thing right because it's not rooted in fact but they're like if you're going to be scientific about your signs and where the earth is in relation to when it travels through different seasons this is what it would be like so um according to that though that chart i think i have to find it somewhere again i went from being a taurus to now i'm an aries oh wow which is interesting so i don't know what that means i haven't really (laughs) i don't know what they all mean but it's it's like hmm okay i i i can be the ram instead of the bull
1: yeah kind of the same kind of same vibe like horns yeah exactly That's funny. I wonder what mine is because I hate being a Virgo, even though I'm like really a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: let's, I'll see if I can find the the list while we're here talking. Um, okay. Yeah. So science. I mean, science is great. Um, one of the topics, and for this year, and maybe we can get into this a little bit right now for this upcoming season. I really look forward to having great conversations with different guests who might be outside the the. Um, maybe outside the realm of what we usually have on like actors or writers or whatnot. I know a gentleman who's really on the, I I guess you could say forefront or like the vanguard of like the AI movement. Oh, nice. He's really adopted it and really using that to push forward um, stuff like AI art, AI, you know, the metaverse and the controversy aside from all that, you know, maybe stealing from artists that they've used to teach like um, Mid Journey or Chat GPT or whatever to right. teach them how to create this artwork. Controversy aside from that, it can be a really useful tool, and it's something that we're gonna. I'm gonna have this gentleman on probably next episode to talk about AI and how it's going to be leading us into the future and where where we can see it going. I know one of the big controversies with AI right now is um, different models. Different companies are using AI models now to to display their clothes instead of hiring traditional photographers and models to you know shoot campaigns. They're now using just um, AI generated.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd be interested in seeing examples of those because I've seen a lot of AI that I mean, it looks like AI. It doesn't look quote real to me. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see what that looks like um, and see if it's just as interesting to look at as like fashion photography or regular photography, fine art, fine art photography is to look at. Um, So I would be really interested in seeing that, but yeah, it's, it's really scary. My thing is like, okay, just don't steal my job. Uh, (laughs) Don't be able to like create a way for you to kill humans. Like that's what I'm most concerned about when it comes to AI. Like, I think that there are interesting aspects of it where um they can create some really interesting things, and it's kind of fun and and interesting. But, um, I would still go back to hiring an artist if I had, you know, the need to create a, you know, some sort of image um just because it has that human factor that I think uh, might be missing from AI. Certainly, I'm sure sure that there are people that argue that it's uh, that you can't tell the difference. but, um, I, I would love to be able to see and compare and contrast um, some like AI images to images that were created by humans and see if, if it sort of stands up uh, against each other.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think one thing that I've always seen from um, AI images is that A, it doesn't look real. There's some, you know, it's the hands with the neck or something that just looks off. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, always
1: like, like six fingers or
0: like... yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the other thing is that it always seems to be l- missing that depth you know right. that from an artist would give you that I don't want to say the soul of it but it's just like it's missing that maybe that human connection that emotional attachment that maybe a machine maybe hasn't learned yet I don't know yeah
1: yeah so um outside of that like what I'm looking forward to or what I would kind of be interested in having on on uh, our show is, um, I don't know if you've heard that Cat Williams did uh explosive interview with, mm-hmm. I, I think it's like Shay or something yeah. like that where he's like just talking shit about like, I mean, I don't know if you would consider it talking shit, like he considers it like telling the truth or like sharing his life experiences, I guess, about Hollywood and talked about um, P-, P. Diddy or Puff Daddy, whatever his name is. Uh, talked about um, Steve Harvey, talked about um, Kevin uh, Hart, uh, just a tons of different people within like the hip hop industry, within comedy, within Hollywood, um, and basically making a lot of assertions about them um, that they're like part of the Illuminati and and that they get paid to like basically sell their soul or sell out to to I don't know to make bad movies or to make movies i don't know what the out what the win part is for the illuminati like why why someone's soul is worth making like a, a movie like what what is it that they gained but i would love to have someone from the illuminati on the show if if that is possible Ooh. like please like <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> what can they
0: on. announce that though that they're part of the Illuminati? I mean, <laughs>
1: that's the thing that's so funny is that people are like, well, of course that that's part of it is that they say you know they talk about it like it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. But if if an organization doesn't exist, wouldn't people say it doesn't exist? Like, so I could say the Justice League is real. Well, no one's going to admit the Justice League is real. So does that mean that it's real because? Because <laughs> you said so. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. Okay. Well show me some proof like that's what i would love to like just because someone's successful in hollywood and they've made a lot of money and you think that they're not talented enough or they didn't deserve it or what have you um i just find it really fascinating that people are so anti-hollywood and and then they go and watch the movies that they make like what are you watching if not every single product that is pushed out of the hollywood machine like television movies Mm -hmm. um you know, television shows, movies, like Netflix specials, like all of those things are all part of Hollywood. So like, what are you're the consuming, the thing that you supposedly are against, like, oh, they're so evil, but this movie's really funny. Like, I don't get it. So, I mean, I am sarcastically saying I would love to have someone on the show that's part of the Illuminati, but like, not really. Like I would love to hear more about it to see if it's real, Um, I'm not a conspiracy person, so like I do not think that people are selling their souls to make like to be part of Fast and the Furious. Like I think that that's silly. Ludacris was one of the big people that he outed Mm -hmm. as saying like he got paid like 200 million dollars or something to make all these movies, and and I don't know. It just it seems like it's kind of like sour grapes for me. Um mm-hmm. it's also like what a coincidence. Cat Williams is gonna be doing his like North American tour like next week. So like it it it's it creates this controversy and like it, it just uh, what a coincidence. Like he's exactly yeah, he's the rebel, he's the one that's talking against <laughs> this machine. Oh, but go see him live uh on comedy tour because he's the only one that speaks the truth. Like, I don't know, it just it makes me laugh. It's funny, it's entertaining. I sat down and I watched the interview, so okay, um, okay you know, whether or not I believe what he espouses, uh, you know, I don't, if there's any doubt to that, I, I don't believe in what he says. Um, you know, I, there, there may be truth to like Puff Daddy, like the allegations that he has against him. There may be truth to that, but I don't think that it's part of some Illuminati cabal. I think that there are people that just abuse their power. Um, especially like, men just typically we have a history of you know getting into positions of power and then abusing those people oh yeah power over so that's not surprising but i don't think it's some evil conspiracy where that like will smith is part of and you know oprah and obama and just it's it's crazy it just it sounds crazy to me so
0: the only thing i heard about takeaway from his interview was calling him calling out like Cedric the Entertainer for stealing one of his jokes.
1: Yeah, see that's, people- that's like that's something that you can prove. Like he yeah, has a-
0: the side by side video there and everything. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and, and that that is fine and dandy. Like you're you're uh, saying someone plagiarized your work, then mm-hmm. you have the receipts. Okay, like I'm on your your side. Like that sucks. It's like not a uh, uh, you know honorable thing to do. But then to go that extra step and just be like you know. I survived the Hollywood machine because I'm the only one that speaks the truth. I'm the only one that okay, sure. You're the you're the only one that that you know doesn't to like the evils of Hollywood. But okay, whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hear, mean, yeah.
1: if if we had him on the show like if if we were to be on that level where we got cat williams and he sat down and was just starting i would like be like okay well like let's hear the proof like don't just say like anecdotally like these so it's the receipts yeah it's like let's hear out the full story like what happened what night where were you at with who like what happened i want to hear the full story not just like make an accusation and then walk away from it like let's hear the full story because that's part of it is like you just sprinkle a little bit of like a story and then people's imaginations kind of go wild
0: and mm-hmm. take off.
1: And, and then it's like, well, I didn't say that. I just said this. So I yeah. want to hear the whole story.
0: Mm-hmm. I would love to get a eyewitness from the um, Miami Bayside New Year's Eve. Um, spectacular, I guess. Uh, did you hear about that? What happened in Miami?
1: At the mall? Is, yes. is that okay, yeah. So I I, I kind of briefly, but for people that don't know what happened.
0: Um, so I guess there was some big um police uh activity that happened at the mall. I guess media and police are saying it was teenagers involved in a huge fight, but then after um after the fact, I guess a lot of witnesses are coming forward saying that they saw nine foot tall um aliens yeah, walking around or shapeshifters or something to that degree. And it's it's interesting. i I mean, we saw in Vegas, was it last year, right? That um, the whole nine foot tall alien in the backyard. yeah, um, so maybe that leads to what people want to see because they're remembering that. Maybe yeah. it's nothing. Maybe it's something. Um, I'd be interested to get someone who has maybe more expertise in that field of UFO activity, um, maybe even like an eyewitness there who could tell us really what happened. And just, um, you know, exploring that realm of our side of pop culture would be kind of fun.
1: My thing is, you're at a mall in public, there's all these, quote, eyewitnesses that swear that they see these things, but Mm -hmm. not one of them filmed them with their phone. Mm -hmm. Literally someone will sneeze and someone will capture it on their phone. but. Nine foot, 10 foot aliens walking around Miami. <laughs> and no one records No one again. has their phone out. No one's recording. And, and it's all this police conspiracy. Like, that's the thing that it's like really. It, I, <laughs> the part that I heard was like, they're saying, look at all the police that were there. Let's not pretend like Miami doesn't get like violent as like, there are times that I have friends that are in Miami where they like leave because there are so many people partying there that it gets super violent. And there's like a lot of gunfights, a lot of oh, fights. Wow. And they take off out of town like they're like everyone that lives in Miami, like leaves because there's all these out like people that come to party and it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's not pretend like that. The police aren't wary of situations that happen in Miami where a fight breaks out. Like people are saying like, oh, it's just a fight between kids. And why would the police show up? Because it's Miami. That's why. Because it's like <laughs> violent and crazy there. Like it's Florida. <laughs> Like it's not like it's just some regular like little town that doesn't have a heavy police force. Like it's Miami. Right. But my thing is just like you didn't record anything. Not one person snapped a picture. Like you could go to the mall right now and you would see like half a dozen teenagers on their phone recording themselves. Mm -hmm. Just in the middle of the day, you just happen to walk through. (laughs) But this time, there's no one filming.
0: Hey, maybe the aliens mind-controlled everyone and said, "Don't record us," or they stopped their devices,
1: and they want to go to the mall.
0: Like, are they, like are they, doing? Going they needed, to cars, they like, needed to get a New, new year's, year's Eve outfit.
1: Yeah, like they're they're going to Forever Twenty One, like buying a new outfit,
0: like. They went to Foot Locker to get the latest Air Jordans.
1: Yeah, they're the new like the new drop of Air Jordans. Is, so they, they had to come from far, a galaxy far, far <laughs> to get the new Nikes. Yeah, that's, that's what happened.
0: That's it. There you go. You solved it.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> But Um, I mean, that's kind of like 2024 is kind of like laughable right now. Like everyone, I think, like a a goofy laughing mode, like mood. Uh, Everyone is sort of like laughing about certain things like memes and pop culture trends and things like that. Like so far, like knock on wood, like there isn't anything like nefarious going on that, that, you know, there are uh, obviously there are wars going on in the world right now, but I think people are like trying to be positive and there's still a focus on, on what's going on in Gaza. But um, I think so far, like people are trying to be chill and trying to, you know, go into this new year with like a positive mindset. And uh, I'm right along with them. I, I've been trying to like watch movies that are like relaxing that are, you know uplifting in a way or um i saw the color purple oh
0: that's very uplifting
1: that that line of like ups upbeat like survival story um i I don't know if you're familiar
0: with what's it's it's the musical version right um, right no it's the
1: musical version of alice walker's book which was Previously turned into a film, which then got turned into a musical, which is now being filmed as the musical version. Yeah, um, the musical, the the music itself was very entertaining. It was yeah, really good. Fantasia Perino can sing her ass off. Mm-hmm. She did a good job as the main character, um, of the of the movie, uh, the protagonist. Um, Taraji um, P Henson is is also in it. She plays Shug Avery. She does a great job. She has an amazing voice. Um, really, the whole cast does a really great job. Um, I don't remember the name of the actress that plays Sophia, but she is probably going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actress for sure. She did a great job as Sophia, Um, really like kind of like the breakout star of the film. Um, And just really uplifting story about someone who kind of goes through a lot of trauma in their life and like maintains their strength. And then kind of comes out through the other side and and is still not broken and is still, um, you know, able to like have a heart and and be loving and and have a family and community. Mm -hmm. Um, even though like she got a lot of shit throughout her life. So, um, uh, it was a really good movie. It was really interesting. Um, I want to say that it was produced maybe by Oprah, um, or Oprah was involved in it and Steven Spielberg, I think Steven Spielberg and Oprah both produced it. Um, it was a bit of controversy when it comes to uh, the actors and the the salary that they were receiving. Taraji P. Henson um, was saying that she didn't get paid, you know, what she should be, uh, what you know, her actual worth. Um, and you know, I I'm I, I feel like it's true. Like the studios don't pay um, actor, especially actresses, um, mm-hmm. the amount of money that they are are due that they are entitled to. Um, so I definitely am support, you know, of her and and uh, her camp of of you know getting actresses more money because they definitely deserve it. That they're, they're the talent, they're the ones that, yeah. that really make the film what it is. So, um, I would recommend the movie. It was really good. I know I'm not like a big musical fan, mm-hmm. but the story itself is is you know really kind of uh, heartwarming and enduring, enduring, oh, enduring, yeah. and um, it, it's just it's a it's a good film. So. I definitely like trigger warning though, because there's a lot of like physical violence and, you know, a lot of things that are not, you know, that we won't mention on a podcast, mm. <laughs> but it happened. So it's like, if you're, you know, triggered by any of those things, like, you know, know that that happens in the movie and that that's what she's uh, a victim of um, and what she's subjected to in her life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen the original film Yeah, and I listened to the soundtrack of um the original Broadway soundtrack of the musical so when I was listening to it I knew I pictured you know the parts of the film where it was taking place so kind of I filled in the gaps in the musical version so yeah it's I'm looking forward to watching it it looks really good and it was Danielle Brooks who played Sophia um I remember her from Peacemaker series I thought she was good in that so yeah
1: I feel like she's she's like such on the verge of being a huge star because she's in so like she does such a good job in so many things that she's in mm-hmm. that she kind of almost steals the show at yeah. so many times and um she definitely steals the show as sophia in this it's um there's one kind of story arc in particular where her character Sophia is very outspoken, and she um comes across this old bitch, white lady, and the white lady gets her arrested, and she sort of tries to like break her spirit and, and gets her put in jail. And she's in jail for like six years or something, and she comes out and she finally something happens where she starts laughing and she's back. Like she mm-hmm. is ignited by the laughter and by the circumstance that she's in where she finds joy again and she's realizes she's not broken. Like they weren't able to break her spirit, even though they tried. And um, she does such a good job of of showing that character go through that and, um, you know, show the emotional intensity of that. It was really great.
0: Cool. Really cool.
1: Any movies that you've been watching lately?
0: I've watched a few um movies and i made a list somewhere but you know i can't find my list now so <laughs>
1: <Gen> <laughs> uh, again <laughs> exactly gen x
0: strikes again um one that i did watch or that i'm about to watch is called the creator it's on a hulu now so i'm really looking forward to that it's by the same director who did uh rogue one star wars story okay. um gareth uh gareth something um but i'm looking forward to watching that oh, what else did i watch there was another movie that I just watched that was really, I enjoyed it. came out last year, or 2022. Oh man, (laughs) and it was, it it was, oh, the greatest beer run ever. Hmm. uh, With Zac Efron and a cast of, um, so it's set during the Vietnam War, 1967, and Zac Efron plays a Uh, Kind of like a a slacker in a way. He's at home. He didn't really join the war effort because he was in army previously. And I guess he got some sort of deferment. But then he sees his sister in the film um, protesting against the soldiers. And he gets really mad about that because he says that, oh, the soldiers see you guys, you know, negatively talking about them. So he decides one night in a bar on a whim, said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take beer to our soldiers over there in Vietnam. All mm-hmm. uh, the people from his neighborhood in New York city that he knows that are over there fighting. So that's why it's called the greatest beer run ever. So he, and it's based on a true story. Oh, wow. That was really interesting. It's uh directed and written for the screen by Peter Farrelly. So it was, it, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's a, a lot of mixed reviews about it, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it captured, um, Almost. It, it So we always see anti-war films from the perspective of the protesters, from the perspective of, you know, the people trying to shut down the war because it's anti-war. So it was ir- interesting to me to see it from the perspective of someone who's supporting the soldiers. Mm-hmm. But then he goes through all these moments in Vietnam to see that it's really not. Um, a war. For America trying to save the world,
1: right. like as
0: in World War One or World War Two, where it was respectable for that. So he has really a eye-opening experience, and he realizes that yeah, we can still support the soldiers, but maybe maybe it's not good to support this war. Right. So it was it was really well done. I enjoyed it. Um, Russell Crowe had a small role as a journalist, a war journalist, over there in it, and I, it's on Apple Plus. Um, so if you have that, go watch it. It's I enjoyed it. It was really good. i and then I would listen to later on that night um goodnight, Saigon by Billy Joel, oh okay, so I was like, wow, the lyrics were really hitting a little more home from that <laughs> song just based upon what I just saw. so it was yeah it was it was touching it was moving and it and, and it was really an anti war film wrapped into this beer run film, so
1: yeah. Speaking of of Apple Plus, uh, a series that I watched on there recently, um, which I don't think it's necessarily new, but it was new to me, was um, the Supermodel series that talked with uh, Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista, Naomi Campbell, and uh, who else? There's uh, Who am I missing? Cindy, Naomi, Linda, and Christy Turlington. Okay. And they're just, like the original four like yeah. supermodels of the 90s. And it was really interesting to watch because I'm definitely – a fan of theirs like uh, seeing the images like shot by like steven maizel or helman newton and mm-hmm. those are like all of the like a lot of the photographers that i sort of like worshipped and like adored mm-hmm. growing up. and they're the models that were in all of those pictures that you know i sort of studied and and loved looking at um but it was really interesting to hear sort of like their take on like being in the industry and um how they survived it and how they're still you know working in the industry or if they've kind of bowed out of of being in the limelight and uh it was really interesting it was kind of fun to see the model kind of speak for themselves and uh hear their side of the story so sort of like behind the lens of of, you know those that are that are in front of the camera all the time. Um, so that was a, that's a really fun series. Um, I recommend it for anyone that's like a fan of like nineties supermodels and nineties fashion and photography of that era. Um, it definitely is, is a a fun kind of visit to those people who were at the top of the, the, uh, pile back then and still are. I mean, Naomi Campbell's still like working in fashion and still being photographed and working with the top fashion houses.
0: So. Yeah. Very cool. I have to give that a watch. I haven't, I haven't seen it so I'll, I'll go look for that
1: yeah it's it's pretty interesting it's it's cool i i liked it um something else that was a little less maybe fun but maybe more controversial was a movie called saltbird uh that i saw uh very uh a lot of people are talking about it let's put it that way right uh, it's yeah. uh, a very um Spicy movie? I don't know how to really call it. But it's just, there's a lot that happened. It's, it's one of those movies that is, uh, got, you know, like little twists and turns. Uh, the initial setup of the film is about, um, uh, I can't say his name properly. Barry Keoghan or. Yeah. Kyogen, Yeah again, Um he plays this sort of like nerdy guy that's going to, uh, I believe, Oxford and has no friends. And then he sort of befriends uh, Jacob Elordi, who's sort of like the cool guy on campus and um, gets invited to their estate, Saltburn. Um, the character, Jacob Elordi's character is a super rich, uh, you know person who comes from this family that has this huge massive estate and then it's sort of the story of, of how this nerd kind of becomes part of this family or part of the scene and it unravels from there. <laughs> i <don't laughs> want to you ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen the film um, but the acting is really good. They've got um, uh, Rosamond Pike is in it. She plays uh the mom in the family in the saltburn family uh that's not the name of the family they're the cat tins, i believe um uh, but um archie i can't say his name matic 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 way um he's in it he was in gran Turismo. oh yeah, um, he, Great really film, yeah. he plays a friend of jacob alorty's character um and he's sort of like this rich kind of smarmy bully who wants to destroy the nerdy guy and <laughs> he plays he plays the character really well he play and he plays an american he's an english actor but he plays an american character and um it's just this like intersection of like these people who all have different motivations and and um, come from, you know, the wealthy and the elite. And then this kid who is not part of the elite, who is a nerd, who doesn't have a lot of friends and how their worlds kind of collide. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know if it's for everyone. There are certain scenes that are kind of, uh, over the top if you want to define it that way (laughs) Uh, but there are some scenes that like people are talking about that are like oh my god i can't believe that happened like this scene's crazy and the way it was filmed it's not as bad as people make it out to be okay Um, okay maybe i'm like a little more jaded or i don't know i'm desensitized to things but it wasn't as crazy as like it's it's definitely salacious and it's meant to be like provocative but it's not as like crazy as it sounds or as it's described let me put it that way um there's another scene that i think that is like way worse but no one's really talking about that but i guess i don't know some people are more shocked by some things than others Uh, (laughs) the acting is really good i i hear that uh rosamund pike is is probably going to get nominated for uh, an academy award um she sort of plays as like I don't know if you would say cold-hearted, but just like a very uh, you know wealthy elite woman who whose world is very insulated and um, kind of takes people into her family circle uh, as like sort of as pets and then kind of discards of them as as pets. they yeah and I mean it definitely I think there's a lot of reality to to the situation um, you know we I'm I think you know we see at least I, I've seen you know in high school people of different wealth levels mm-hmm. and how some people can you know kind of ingratiate themselves into a scene with wealthier people or vice versa you know yeah a wealthier person will like fall in love with someone that doesn't have money and how their worlds collide um and so that's kind of what this is in in a roundabout way um but it definitely has a dark twist to it so um it's pretty interesting
0: yeah i i've heard what you've the scenes that you've mentioned and I I've heard talks about them but I haven't seen the film yeah I always when I think about the film I get the vibe of like um almost like midsomar and how yeah. if it's strangeness and you know it's it's scenes that are very provocative or very like did that just happen so yeah. I I'm I want to watch it and I will get to it it's soon I think
1: the actor was in midsummer um uh, the the uh English actor that plays um uh, Archie, Matt. Um, uh, oh, was I he? Was he was in Midsummer too. So. Oh yeah, he was. You're I'm right. Yeah. So um, it definitely has some of those vibes. Like it's like a, a really smart horror movie or suspense thriller, I guess if you want to call it that. But uh, definitely really good acting. Very good acting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Um, I might have to wait till after I watch um, the upcoming series that I'm really super excited about. And that is the new Echo series that comes out, uh, I think, this week on oh. Disney. Plus. It's a five episode miniseries. So I'm really, really just super excited to see Echo really get to be the central character. Yeah. And um, not just a, a side character a side quest in like the Hawkeye series is where we first were introduced to her in the MCU um so it's really exciting to me I've been a fan of of that character uh since probably just before the Hawkeye series and I really learned more about where she came from how she's a Native American and everything like that so it's it's really interesting um of course the character was created by the writer artist David Mack and it's really cool to see how they're using a lot of his artistic stylings in the promotional pieces for the series so i don't know how much more into um the series his stuff will contribute but that's exciting and of course in the trailer for the series we see daredevil in there so i'm really curious to see how he is um used in this series because in the comic book run they meet and of course they're at first their Echo and Daredevil are adversaries, but Maya Lopez and Matt Murdock are very close and share a deep connection because of, I guess, their shared disabilities. And um, so they form a very tight connection. Of course, they don't know at first that they're um, adversaries in their superhero realms.
1: So I forget is, Echo hearing impaired? Yes. Okay.
0: She's hearing and impaired. He's and he's obviously. blind of course. Blind to him, yeah. <laughs> so it's I'm curious to see how they play that out. I know it's supposedly going to be the one of the most violent MCU offerings to date. Oh really? Yeah, because Kingpin is in it and and Vincent D'Onofrio just plays that character so brilliantly. Okay. So I'm, I'm super excited to see where that goes and of course how that's going to lead into the Daredevil series in the MCU when yeah. he finally gets that launch So super excited for that coming out this week. Um I'm really looking forward to that nice.
1: Yeah, so am I. Like to, to have an indigenous, you know, superhero or, you know, super person um on the screen is is pretty cool. So I can't wait to watch it as well,
0: yeah, uh, oh, speaking of superhero um indigenous people, the one of the episodes of Marvel, What if Season two? Was based all around that and the um. Oh goodness, I need to look it up now. <laughs> who it was, but it was. I'm not sure if you've seen that or not. The what if what if series.
1: I haven't watched it yet, but it's, saying that there's an indigenous character makes me want to watch it.
0: Yeah, season two. Um, one of the episodes. Oh, what's her name? It's like co starts with a K. Ah, uh, goodness. Anywho, go watch it. The episode's really cool. Um, and she's one of the central heroes of the whole series. And how, once they she gets introduced, we realize oh. that she's very powerful and she's one of the central um, superheroes of the series. One of the episodes that's really fun is uh, Happy Hogan Saves Christmas. So oh. it's like their Christmas offering, but it's really based around almost like Die Hard. Oh, wow. So it, it's really fun play on that. And so, yeah, it's a really good series. I really enjoy it.
1: Is the, the, so the story, it goes through all of the episodes versus like individual?
0: Um, the, well, they are um, individual tellings, a lot of them, right? But then as the story gets weaving together, as the episodes start building, we see that, okay, the Watcher, of course, performed brilliantly by Jeffrey Wright. <clears throat> Excuse me. We see that there are connections between them. And we see that they start to get even more intertwined as it gets towards the end of the season. So, and, which is how they did it in um, the first season as well. So it was really cool. And yeah, it's it's by the end of the season, we see how it all comes together and who's pulling all the strings for it.
1: Hmm. Definitely, we'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, there's, a, a I think it's really cool because they use a lot of the MCU voices. So, yeah. Um, Haley atwell sam jackson benedict cumberbatch um sebastian stan chris hemsworth they're all in there playing their characters again of course okay. it's animated but yeah. it's really cool and then they, of course they have additional voices for like tony stark steve rogers and whatnot yeah um who have not you know the main actors of course their contract expired so they got additional voiceover actors yeah but yeah cool. give it a watch yeah i definitely will um. Yeah, I think I'm really one of the last things I'm really excited for for this season four of Pop Cult X, and that I really hope we get to do more of is be a little more interactive with all of you fans out there, our supporters and um, watchers, viewers of this, because you know we want it to be a more communal community, just more of a interactive uh, back and forth with everyone. So um, I'm hoping to, for us to get more comments, anything that maybe strikes your fancy of something we said, maybe a topic you'd like us to address, uh, leave it in the comment field, send us an email, find us on social medias. Um, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that we can do that more this season.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: So um, anything else that you did this past, since our last episode? Uh, no,
1: I. I uh, last night was the premiere of uh, the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race, which okay. I'm assuming you don't watch. But <laughs> I, I haven't watched. I know of it
0: though. Uh, yeah. But
1: yeah, well, it's become quite the like pop culture phenomenon. um, yeah. which is interesting because of the political climate right now, we we see that there's people that are like anti drag queen, which is really weird to mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. um, and but then you see at the same time like this huge popularity with uh, you know, with a lot of people with drag queens and the show drag race. So it's, it's kind of weird that, that there's such a, the, uh, uh opposition between support and, uh, opposition. Um, uh, but I'm more in the support and it's just a really fun show. Charlize Theron was, uh, the guest, or Theron. Charlize, Charlize Theron was <laughs> the, uh, the guest judge, uh, for this first episode. Um, she looked amazing and, um, it's just really interesting to see, you know, what people can do with makeup or wardrobe and uh, dance and kind of jump up in the air and to land into splits and do really crazy, you know, kind <laughs> of to me, it kind of harkens back to like a vaudeville type yeah, time. Definitely. like mm-hmm. People like dance and acted and sang and were like multi-talented and like really just had their body to rely on. Like there weren't a lot of special effects it was just like let me go up and like dance and entertain you and yep. sing and do a bunch of different things so um so i i definitely it's on mtv now um i would recommend it to people that are kind of looking for a laugh it's really a funny show um it's been on for quite some time now but uh the new season just started uh so i'm watching it and it can be a political move to get some ratings up for them and show people that uh we're not scared of drag queens of guys dressed or people dressed in wigs and makeup. Like, I think it's such a weird, a weird thing to even say that, but, uh, that they're not out doing crazy things. It's, it's exactly. other people. So, um, uh, so yeah, so I'm in support of it and I just watch it just cause it's a fun show. So, um, that was last night that I watched, but other than that, I haven't been up to too much other than collecting comic books and, and watching TV and movies. So.
0: Very cool. Yeah. What was the la- last comic book you purchased?
1: Um uh, god, I I have a pile here. Uh <laughs>
0: uh let me see. I just picked up I went to the store yesterday. Finally, I was feeling well enough to go there and I picked up I forgot in my pull box was the pri- class Oh from, nice. Uh, I haven't seen that out. Yeah, I I had in my pool box. So I'm looking forward to reading it, of course, by Professor Latinx. Yeah. So yeah, it's looks really cool. The artwork looks really great. So hopefully it'll be a good read as well.
1: Yeah, I'm jealous. I i haven't seen that out in the wild at, at uh the comic book store that I go to. There the one that I've been going to recently um is called Nuclear Comics in North Park. And they had a great sale. They were um 99 cents for any back issues. Oh wow. So I picked up a lot of back issues. I picked up uh, the new Avengers run, so um, that's the most recent thing that I bought. It was like issue one through like eight.
0: Uh, oh, cool, okay, yeah. And the reason
1: I... why I was really into getting it is because one of the stories, um, is related has an indigenous, or actually, I believe she's Mexican, um, uh, superhero in the Avengers, and she's on. Oh, cool! Uh, for, okay. for one of the issues and so that kind of got my attention and then i was like oh well i might as well get the whole you know so far <laughs> since it's 99 cents." so um so yeah so that was the most recent one that i got
0: very cool i think i have some of those avengers i have to look them up I haven't read them yet they're somewhere in my boxes
1: yeah i definitely have comic books everywhere that i have to get to and have to read but so little time so many books
0: yeah that's true that is very true but we'll get to it. We have a whole season of stuff. So, everyone out there, if you're new here to Pop Cult X, thanks for dropping by. Uh, be sure to like us. Be sure to follow us. Subscribe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, leave us a comment. What What was the last comic book you purchased? No. I want to know. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this week, Gabe. Unless you have anything else. Nope. All right. Well. Take care, everyone. We'll see you all um, in a couple weeks. We're going now twice a month instead of month weekly. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next time.